0: Storm DJs
1: podcast.
0: So, welcome to our first round of podcasts, which are taking place here at the Biscuit Factory. Uh, behind us is Higher Space, um, where we're conducting our interviews. I'm here with Josh, and we will be interviewing the hearts and souls out of these guys and girls. Have a listen to each of our interviews. We'll be releasing them on a weekly basis. So today we will be interviewing the fabulous DJ Fabrizia, who comes all the way from Italy, obviously based in London now, but she will be answering all our fantastic, intimate questions today about her life, her music and so forth. So come on through. So Fabrizia, welcome to our Storm DJs interviews round, um, which are going to be released as podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, so first of all, let's go with the basics. Um, tell us about your current stage name um, and have you had any stage names previous to your current role? No,
1: I always use my own name because uh, I came to UK and I thought it was going to be something different. In fact, in Italy it sounds a bit weird because, <laughs> you know, it's like DJ Pino or whatever, it just sounds very local. But here I think it works. So I never wanted to change it.
0: Excellent. So you never considered sort of DJ cosy or...
1: No. Actually, I did consider it when we were thinking about the logo, because it's a very long name, so it doesn't look good as a logo. But, you know, you found a very good solution for it, so I'm going to keep it.
0: (laughs) So, you come from Italy. Yeah. Um, How long have you been in the UK?
1: 12 years. So, soon I'm going to be half Italian, half English, kind of. Yeah.
0: Um, And how do you feel Brexit is uh, affecting that? Uh, if anything at all
1: I don't think it's going to affect people who have been here for a long time and if they kick me out I'm just going to go somewhere sunny so <laughs> <laughs> it's fine
0: but surely you could still come back and do gigs on yes, or
1: yes. Do so I'm sure there is going to be a positive result for everybody no matter what happens <laughs> Yeah.
0: exactly exactly um, so, can you describe your performance, genre, style behind the day?
1: Well, I am basically mainly a house DJ, and then obviously, depending on the situations of the night or clients and um, venues, I adapt the style, usually uh, finding remixes still on house music, so I can keep as much as I can on my field, and what I like most is to create a journey for uh, the mm, the clubbers and uh, surprise them with uh, interesting tracks they haven't heard before, as yeah. well as remixes, so they can bring they, they can bring memories of the past, and so to make it myself memorable, almost. Yeah, yeah,
0: definitely. And on that note, would you immediately accept a gig where the client just wanted rock and? R&B, for
1: example? I usually like challenges, but I like to have enough time to be prepared. So if it's a last minute thing, I'd rather send someone else that yeah. knows it properly. Yeah. But I, I like challenges to uh, make my music selection bigger and bigger. Yeah. So if I find it interesting. So half of the times I will say yes, I take it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> okay, excellent. Um, what's your current favorite performance equipment
1: well as many people would not agree with me i'm i love Sorato, and i know you're a factor user and you <laughs> almost converted me
0: <laughs>
1: but i stick to it because at the end i have it's just a probably uh, organization thing that I have all my music sorted uh, for Serato if I would change system it would be impossible uh, but I'm happy with it it doesn't crash um, it's very straightforward it's I picked it because it's uh, the most similar thing to actually vinyl DJ because it well now there is also the um, Serato DJ that lets you sync the music but yeah. I before it didn't have this feature, so that's why I picked it because it was a smooth transition from vinyl to okay, so software. You,
0: did you start off with Serato? I can't remember what it's called. But you've got Serato linked to
1: the, the Didax. Uh, yes, I had the time uh, it records.
0: Does it have a name? That or was it. Was it literally just Serato? It you
1: was know. called. It is called Scratch Life. Scratch Life. And now they did another have a version called Serato DJ. Yeah. So you can actually play in, in uh, without the text with that one. That's unfortunately the good side about it because you can play anywhere. A lot of places sometimes don't have equipment or if something goes wrong, you can play straight from the laptop.
0: Yeah. And when you're playing from your laptop, I assume you'd usually use some form sort of controller.
1: Y- yes, but sometimes we don't have that. <laughs> Not with some DJs, <laughs> it never happens, but sometimes it happens.
0: Yeah.
1: But definitely because, I use the controller because it's a very flexible thing to carry around when you have no space or last minute.
0: Have you ever done a gig where you've literally just had a laptop and nothing else, and if so, how do you monitor what's going on in your headphones
1: i do it weekly <laughs> <laughs> i'm not saying where and how but yeah i i, I have a residency that has no decks probably they got damaged oh, really? so many times that at some point they just got rid of them
0: Really, so so no,
1: yes, nothing there. Nothing there. So wow. it's just visual. I can see the tracks and looking, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have to it's be pretty ready pretty for right anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: exactly. um, oh, so tell us about your first ever gig if you can think that
1: much. Yes, I do remember. It was in Italy, and uh, I wanted to do it before moving to the UK. It, uh, to make sure I was ready to face the crowd, the um, nerves. And so it was in one of my favorite clubs back home. And uh, it wasn't really a gig. They just let me play a few records Mm -hmm. in between the set. But that was enough for me to test how I can cope with it. And it was fine, I didn't do any Major mistakes, yeah. but so that was the trial. Was there a crowd
0: there at the time. Yes, okay. yes, and back. Did but they cheer you on?
1: Yes, I had lots of friends around, and uh, also I, they probably never seen a girl DJ. It was more than 12 years ago, and so wow. it was a. Even now, there are very few female DJs in Italy, so yeah. I still use this as a <laughs> power tool. Excellent.
0: <laughs> Excellent. Um, so, that was your first gig and sort of over your career, can you tell us how far you've flown or traveled to to get to a gig? I mean, can you give us an example of one where you've gone all the way around the world or almost?
1: I did a 20 hour trip to Maldives, oh, yeah. where I had to take four planes.
0: <laughs>
1: and But the reward was to be on a beach for a few days, so. I, it was hard, because uh, at the time I was actually not traveling from London straight. I was in Italy, so I had to take a, an extra flight, there is less connection, so. Uh, but it was worth it, that was a long trip. And other weird trips I did was when I was still working in the office, Came, coming back from the US, going straight to the office after the gig. <laughs> so one the things you do. <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, I remember we've been on a, a couple of travels together, but de- yeah. definitely not
1: that far. No, no, everything very well organized.
0: <laughs> um, can you describe your ideal client?
1: Uh, well, definitely somebody who has a clear idea of what he wants. So I can work with him in advance to prepare the best music selection. Someone that tells me what the environment is going to be what the party is going to be like, what kind of people are going to be there. So I make sure I have the perfect music for the event.
0: Excellent, excellent. That's a good summary. (laughs) Um, Thinking back into your past, um, can you remember your first ever music purchase and what format it was on?
1: It was vinyl and uh, it was secondhand records handed me from my teacher back then. Okay. is the um, friend of mine that uh, taught me how to mix with vinyls and uh, he gave me i think it was six or eight records and uh, they are the ones I took to the U- to the UK and start looking around for gigs.
0: Okay, great. Do you so, remember what any of them
1: were? One yeah. was uh, uh, from Credence and uh, Calabria. Okay. And that oh. became a very, very commercial, popular tune, now remixed in every sort of ways, yeah. but it's yeah. one actually one of my favorite records back then. Now I have Ooh. other ideas. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, well,
0: linking into that, I mean, the majority of stuff is digital these days. Um, on a personal level, what does vinyl mean to
1: you now? Well, it means happy times to me. And brings a lot of good memories. Um, when you picked a track because you really felt a connection with the music you were buying, and it's everlasting. So I still think uh, uh, they have a big value today as well. I wish I could play always vinyls if
0: I could. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's always always an issue with the amount of tracks you could fit in your bag versus how strong yeah. your back
1: was. Yeah, I used to live on the fifth floor with no lift. And uh, after a gig of six hours, having two bags, two record bags, <laughs> it was difficult. <laughs> That's
0: when you need a PA to carry your back. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Um, so, your music career... Uh, so does your music career fund your life at the stage, and if not, what do you do behind the scenes to sort of top up your bank account?
1: Yes, it's my main job and uh, passion. And it's been like this for the last four years. I've been full-time DJing, and I also do some graphic design on the side as mm-hmm. a freelance. But, yeah, that's my main aim, really. I it's want to be... Thing, um, to
0: have a sort of another creative...
1: Yeah, creative. I, I just thought like I keep it there in the future, you never know, it's still yeah. something creative and and actually it's very useful for my own marketing material so I can do everything my own. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's, all, that's all good. What we do now is basically do some more fun questions, mm-hmm. which you, you might have seen already, who knows. <laughs> um, first of all, can you talk us through your morning routine
1: my morning routine. Yeah. There's no morning. I mean,
0: that's a good answer. When you get out of bed at 2 p.m., then what, what's
1: your... I usually get out of bed? of bed, eat, and go back to bed. Okay. <laughs> but yes, yeah, like between 12 and 2 p.m., uh, usually. Okay, And I, I usually have breakfast, and if I can, I go back to bed or just check my emails and mm. see what's going on, really. Awesome. <laughs>
0: awesome. Anything particular for breakfast?
1: Uh, protein pancake in powder Excellent. or uh, protein shakes <laughs> with,
0: with a bit of fruit as well? Or no,
1: just, um, just actually, with uh, I, I go through phases. I, I had a phase where I was having porridge and protein powder, now is the pancake phase stage with the still yeah. some maple syrup, sugar free. I'm very yes. healthy, so <laughs>
0: <laughs> perfect, perfect. On a scale of one to ten, ten being the weirdest, how weird are you?
1: Well, for normal people, I don't know how you define normal people, I think I'm very weird. People who has like, um, um, set life with set goals, and I don't know, people that want to have families or stick to the rules, I think I'm very weird.
0: Yeah.
1: For the very few of us DJs, I think I'm normal, actually. <laughs> Very, very normal, too normal. Yeah. I don't drink, I don't do strange things, so I'm very boring <laughs> DJ. That's, that's <laughs> very
0: Excellent. Um, what is your spiritual practice?
1: <laughs> when I saw that question, I was like, what is that? <laughs> I'm not very spiritual, I would say, but there's a track that I really like, and it's kind of my motto. And it says, house music is a spiritual thing. Oh, yes. That's one of my best ones, and I would say my spiritual thing is just getting lost in some good music listening or in good club nights where you just hear the music, close your eyes, and yeah, that's what I mean for being spiritual. Perfect.
0: Um, What would you do in the event of a zombie apocalypse?
1: I'm going to be absolutely fine because I'm awake at night, (laughs) so I can defend. Everybody else is sleeping, so... (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> Any particular weapons to defend with, or just the, uh, mm, just the music?
1: Some really heavy techno <laughs> <laughs> to scare everybody.
0: <laughs> um, okay, great. What, what are you really not very good at, if anything? Mm,
1: I'm not very good at being tidy and rational. Okay. So but for some reason I'm very organized with my music.
0: Yeah.
1: Which takes a lot of cataloguing and organizing, but the desktop of my computer it's a total mess. Okay. So I don't know, I you find the stuff.
0: Focus. You it well.
1: Yeah, so <laughs> from that point of view, yeah, I'm messy.
0: <laughs> um, uh, tell me something that's true. That almost nobody agrees with you on, as in something you think is true, and no one else
1: does. Well, going back to what I have for breakfast, <laughs> a lot of people would say it's not healthy to have too much proteins. A lot of people would say meat, eating meat is bad for you. It's yeah. Not true. <laughs> it depends what kind of meat you eat and where it's coming from. Yeah, but. It's actually, we're supposed to be eating both. We, we were born as cavemen, so we, we, we were not eating vegetables back then, so.
0: True, true.
1: So it's not really musical point, point view of things, but definitely a lot of people <laughs> disagree with me on that.
0: Yeah. Okay, uh, what is your ideal sandwich?
1: My ideal sandwich, okay. So I don't really eat sandwiches. <laughs> Because I'm very healthy, don't <laughs> eat bread. But if I really have to, let's say zombies are coming, it's war <laughs> zone. A yeah. Yes, I pick a, a place where they do panini back home. It's a, a simple white bread with uh, Vienna inside the uh, uh, Vienna sausages. Oh wow! And they put mustard in it, but the sausages are cooked with all the other meats. So they take all the flavors of uh, so something very specific, very famous in my hometown. It
0: sounds a bit m- Yes,
1: it is. Yeah. yeah, my hometown is a bit middle European. So. yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Excellent. Um, so last question is, what song or track would you choose for the End of the World Party and why?
1: Hmm, that's kind of interesting because I did make a track for that <laughs> it, uh, I will play that one. So,
0: so it's your own track? It's
1: my own reason. track, it's called The End of the World and <laughs> I did it in December 2012 Okay. So with uh, Jungle Noises uh, thinking about Mexico where they were having the big parties. Yeah. So I'm sorted.
0: So is that available
1: on Beatport? Yes, actually yeah. it is.
0: We'll uh, try and include the link on this. Yes. You can have a click and listen to that one. Um, so that's it. Um, thanks for coming down. Um, it's been great having you here and finding out more about you. Um, after this interview, people will be able to hear the 30 minute mix that you recorded for us as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, yeah, there'll be either links or it will flow straight into the mix. Great. All good to go. Thank you, Fabrizio. Thank you. See
1: you soon. Storm DJs you mixes.
0: with no thought of compensation. And I've evolved to the point where I don't care a thing about getting rewards. Not an excuse, but I behave as an idiot.